Hey, Pete the Planner here. Um, listen, I've been working on something for 15 years, and I'm so excited to introduce it to you. It is called Hey Money, and the whole point of it is this. You should not have to pay thousands of dollars a year to talk to a financial expert about your financial life and to get answers to the questions that you so badly need. And that is why we created Hey Money for about 20 bucks a month. We can help you with all aspects of your financial life, short of investment decisions. That's right. I'm just telling you how it is. Don't call us and say, hey, should I invest in this or that? That's not what we do. And let's be honest, those aren't the questions that keep you up at night. We can help you figure out how to get out of debt, to pay for college, how to uh, put together a budget, how to do all sorts of things. If you like this show, which of course you do, that's why you're listening, then get Hey Money. And I've got a special offer code, 10% off radio. Use the offer code radio for 10% off for podcasts and radio listeners only. Go to callheymoney.com. That's callheymoney.com, offer code radio. Good day. You're listening to Pete the Planner. This week on the Pete the Planner Show, we answer none of your questions. Oh, man, it's a special episode. Remember when you were a kid and you used to watch the show Blossom? You know, she had her friend Six and Joey Lawrence was on the show and there's on a very special Blossom. This is a very special Pete the Planner show. We're going to focus on the refinancing boom that is amongst us, upon us right now. And by us, I mean you and me and Damian Dunn, Vice President of Advice for Your Money Line and Hey Money. Hey, Dame. Hey, Pete. Did you watch Blossom back in the day? No comment. I did. Six was, she always wore those, well, they both wore like those funky hats, you know? You know, I get, I get kind of confused with Six and Kimmy Gibbler. Oh, you know what? I hadn't considered that, but I could see how you could confuse the two. So, I don't know. That's 90s problems. Anyway, on this personal finance show, we generally answer your money questions. Ask Pete at PeteThePlanner.com. That's Ask Pete at PeteThePlanner.com. I guess we are answering a question today, Dame. Because uh, we're going to talk about refinancing, and, and the the crux of the entire show is based off of a guy's tweet to me. Uh, but but here's what's important: um, the Fed decided to cut the Fed rate by fifty basis points, which is a lot. Yes, half point rate cut, which means mortgage rates are. I wouldn't even say they're falling, but they fell hard. They're not yeah. actively falling, are they? No, I mean, they just because the Fed cut that rate doesn't mean that mortgage rates have to follow suit. The mortgage rates are typically tied closer to um, treasury stuff than than Fed cut uh, rate cuts. So, uh, of course, the treasuries did end up falling because of that. But there's not always a one-to-one correlation between the two. Thank God for you. Um, yeah, so anyway. Rates fell hard. Uh, I had my mortgage person who, uh, if you email me, I'm not going to give you their name, sent me uh, rates. And the 15-year was at 2.75, yeah. which is as low as I think I've ever seen it. But Dame, you said it before we started the show today that you saw a local rate at 2.5 on a 15-year. Yeah, it's a local small regional bank. And it, the published rate on their website right now is 2.5. That's incredible. So we're dedicating the show to homeowners today, whether you are a current homeowner or a future homeowner, and we want to show you how the proper uh, utilization of your mortgage is a tool to better your financial life. So many people think 
it's just a rent, a rent payment. They treat it like a rent payment. They don't think they're buying anything. They don't think they will ever be full ownership. They just pay to stay, which is a really bad, inefficient way to look at home ownership. Totally. Um, you know, there's you know, the length of time that you plan on being in a house starts to come into question at some point, which I'm I'm sure we will touch on probably multiple times uh, on the show. But yeah, if your goal isn't to own that home, um, you got to have a, a nice plan laid out outside of that. Our general rule of thumb, and there are a few rules of thumb, which we call rules of Peter around here. Uh, we like people, if they're going to refinance, if they can, to reduce the term of their mortgage. The most popular mortgage in America right now is the 30-year mortgage. And no matter how deep you are into that mortgage, if you happen to have one, we like to see you cut it to a 15 or a 20 or even in some cases a 10 if you're going to have a massive rate cut. Uh, because Dame, I, I've seen some people talking about a 4.5% 30-year mortgage that could theoretically go down to a 2.75% mortgage on a 15-year. And you're not even going to see much of a payment change there. And that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. I mean, you could be talking about, well, definitely tens of thousands of dollars, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars, if you're in a, a certain type of mortgage and home, um, there's very little reason not to explore this at this point, uh, if you've got a, a mortgage that's in the fours. So Dame, the tweet that started it all, the tweet that launched a thousand tweets was a guy named Seen. Is that right? Name? S-E-A-N? You're looking at it. Seen. How does anyone get Sean out of that? Can we take a few moments to just, I'm not here to make fun of anybody's names. Are we really going to try and unpack the English language? Well, no, I don't know how Sean, you get Sean out of scene. I, I don't know. Pete, we're five years into a 30-year mortgage at 3.75. Okay, so Dame, on its surface, scene has done a decent, 3.75 is not bad. Not at all on a 30-year, paid a lot of upfront interest in that time. So we got it five years ago. Yep. I mean, that's not information. I mean, that's not news to us. We know within the first five years of a 30-year mortgage, I mean, you are basically you are basically renting the place because you're paying so much in interest payments. Mm -hmm. Credit Union is offering us a 15-year at 2.8. Our payment goes up $475 a month but it saves us $120,000 in interest. Do we take it or just chip in $250 a month to a 30-year now, or do we invest that money for a higher return elsewhere? Damn, I don't know if Seen realizes how nuanced and complicated this particular question is. So what we are actually going to do here is we're going to take the entire remainder of the show, absent the Boam and current events, to explain what to do does that seem like a good idea yeah i think so i mean based on the uh the traffic that we're starting to get on on hey money and, and your money line uh refinancing is the at the top of a lot of people's minds right now so this is a, a well-timed show here's how i want people to think of this uh with the coronavirus or covid 19 or 17 whatever it is um i have to be honest when i've washed my hands now I am trying to wash them more thoroughly, and I have awareness around my hand washing. In fact, I counted to 20 the other day, and by the time I got to nine, I was like, yeah, this seems like enough, but I'm going to keep going. By the time I got to 20, Dame, there was a full lather 
and I was uncomfortable. <laughs> what do you, well, how long do you think you wash your hands for? You know, it's really weird that you said that because this morning, I I think the other thing is uh, either Couch of 20 or sing happy, the happy birthday song in your head is, sure, is the other. Sure. And so I sang the happy birthday song in my head and I nailed it, by the way. Um, it was... I did not just laugh at you. I just, <laughs> for uh, those listening, I did not just laugh at you. Yeah, whatever. Uh, it seemed really, really long, which right. means I don't do a great job otherwise. So I apologize to everybody that I may shake hands with or have shook hands with in the past. So my point is this, just as you are now paying attention to washing your hands differently with this whole coronavirus, I want everyone right now to be fully aware of how they use their mortgage as a financial tool. Okay. That's what we're after today. That being said, that being said, here is what a spreadsheet will tell you to do. A spreadsheet will tell you that you should have the lowest mortgage payment possible from a monthly standpoint, and then take all this extra cash flow that you have because you have a low mortgage payment and invest that extra money in the stock market because then over a 30-year period of time, not only will you have your home paid off, but you will have this giant side pool of money filled to the brim with a beautiful interest and not interest, but just growth. So Dame, that that is on a spreadsheet how you're supposed to do it. Unfortunately, as you know, as I know, as anyone who deals in behavioral finance for a living knows, you know, the road to <clears throat> is filled with good intention. People don't do that. And so therefore, we very, very rarely tell people to get a 30-year mortgage have a low payment and then invest as much as you can on side because no one ever does that. Yeah, math is is fun to look at because it's just so straightforward and it tells you exactly what you should do. But unfortunately, when you throw the human element into that, it throws all sorts of wrinkles in there. It goes back to the whole thing. It's like, okay, everybody exercise 30 minutes a day and make sure to eat all the food groups. Great advice. No one does it. Right. So therefore, we need to alter how we give practical advice. That's from time to time you hear us on this show talk about practical advice. That's what the, the rest of this show is going to be about today. So, Dame, coming up after the break, we're going to run through the options for this guy. Refinancing a mortgage. Do you do a 15-year, do another 30-year, or something else? All that's next on the Pete the Planner Show. I'm Pete the Planner. Back on the Pete the Planner show. For those that listened last week, we thank you. Uh, my voice is back. That's nice. I listened back to the show last week, Dame. Um, yeah, it's hard to listen to someone when their voice is garbage, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's, hey, this show is dedicated to refinance your mortgage. Dame, it's important also that we let people know we don't sell mortgages. We do not. I find it's it's sometimes now a, a mortgage expert is a person who often sells mortgages. You can be an expert because you deal with them every single day and you think, well, I want the advice of an expert. So I'm going to go to the person to sell us mortgages. Unfortunately, Dame, it's not that simple. A, a car salesperson is a car expert, but you don't want financial advice around that product, which is the car to come from said expert. That's why I'd rather you take our your advice on uh, refinancing a home or buying a car, for that matter, from you and me and the team at Hey Money, right? 
Yeah, I I think that makes total sense because you know they've they've got ulterior motives. So you and me, we're just looking out for the people. <laughs> we're looking, we're just looking out for the people. All right. So the question in front of us for this entire uh, episode, a guy a guy named Sean. <laughs> Pete, we're five years into a 30-year mortgage at 3.75%, paid a lot of upfront interest at that time. Credit Union is offering us 15-year mortgage at 2.8%, but the payment goes up $475 a month from what we're paying now. Although it does save us $120,000 interest over time, do we take it or just chip in $250 a month to the 30-year right now? Or do we invest that money for a higher return elsewhere? All right, so Dame, let's start with my favorite thing to do, which is when you refinance, to cut your term from 30, or in this case, they have 25 years left in their term, to 15, mm-hmm. right? Because in doing that, you're going to, each payment is going to pay more towards principal as opposed to interest because there's a shorter amortization period. Therefore, you got to get to paying back the principal and each payment matters more and you're wasting less money on interest. Yeah, if you've never looked at an amortization table and figuring out how much of your payment's going towards interest and how much of it's going towards principal, the difference between a 30-year mortgage and a 15-year mortgage is going to be shocking to you, uh, that ratio between the two. So um, there are calculators all over the web. Go check one out, punch one in, and that may be motivating enough for you to consider uh, taking going uh, taking the undertaking that doesn't make any sense. Taking uh, the undertaking, taking the undertaking, uh, going You're through the undertaking. I English is a language. Um, you know what I'm going to do? I'm, if we, can we pause the show real quick? I'm going to go to LinkedIn and endorse you for talking. I speak good. All right. Usually, anyway. the spread on a mortgage is about 75 basis points between a 15 year and a 30 year. Would you agree with that? Or let me, let me look at the spread. My friend sent me the other day. What what do you think? What's uh, I, I, that sounds reasonable, but uh, 75 basis points. Do we need to uh, maybe go ahead? Go ahead. Well, I look for it. English, English that go do it. Uh, 75 basis points. That would be three quarters of 1%. So whenever you hear somebody talk about basis points and they say a hundred basis points, that's 1%. If it's 50 basis points, that's half a percent. So don't get caught up or, or turned off by this uh, financial jargon. Uh, it's it's super easy concept to understand just in the financial industry, like so many other industries, we attach names to stuff just to make it sound more impressive and confusing to people who are outside the little bubble. So there's your first lesson for the day. Basis All points, right, let's, percentage. Let's try to compare apples to apples. The rates my friend sent me who don't, by the way, don't email me and ask for contact to this person. We don't, we don't do that. Anyway, you, they're, they're all over the place. Uh, Dame, she said there was 2.75 on the 15-year and 3.25 on a 30-year mortgage. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a $250,000 mortgage and I'm going to tell you the difference between the two. Okay. On the 30-year, uh, $250,000 mortgage, 3.25% interest rate, the payment for just principal and interest, not property taxes and insurance, but principal and interest is $1,088.02. Okay. Okay. Now, if you chose the 15-year at the uh, equivalent rate that was available, which is 50 basis points lower in this case, 2.75, your payment is Mm -hmm. $1,696.55. Dame, the amount of interest you would pay on the total loan for a 30-year mortgage is just under $142,000. 
if you had the 15-year mortgage, you would pay just over $55,000. That is a massive, massive difference. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that just shows how much more of your your payment, even though it is a significantly higher payment uh, in this example for sure, um, is going towards principal pay down on that 15-year mortgage. So look, we understand that not everyone has the best cash flow in the world, but I will tell you this, you have to look at the total cost to acquire the item, including interest. Would you rather pay $90,000 more for something that you don't have to with proper planning. And and that's what we're getting at here. It's easy to say, oh, I can't afford the payments. Very easy to say that. And in some cases, it's actually true. You can't afford a $1,600 payment when you could get the same thing for $1,088 a month. But what we're suggesting is the way you look at home ownership, the way you look at a mortgage in general, you should take this into account because if you don't, you're fundamentally competing against your own financial self-interest. Yeah, I, I mean, this is a tremendous exercise to go through when you are looking at buying a house for the first time, not just refinancing. This is a conversation to have before you go talk to a bank, before you go talk to a lender, before you even start shopping for houses. How much can you afford and how much do you really want to pay on that house in the long run? I will say this though, and I, I, we don't have from the original ta- tweet from Sean, we don't have his mortgage balance, but I just took his 3.75% mortgage that he had. The total amount of interest, if it was a $250,000 mortgage is $166,000. Mm-hmm. And if he were to refi <laughs> or refi, it would be $56,000. So that's actually pretty close to his numbers. Yeah. So I think his mortgage is more than $250,000. And so Dame, the payment difference is uh, 1150 bucks a month versus $1,700 a month, which again, it's closer to the numbers he's talking about. Yeah. I mean, and these are, you know, every, every situation is going to be a little bit different. And in this case, we hope seeing Sean, whatever, uh, we hope we can help him uh, walk through this in his head a little bit and at least be cognizant of all the options so he can make an educated decision. You like how I just dropped my phone on the table. I'll say this though. If you happen to have anything above a four right now and you're not too deep into a 30-year mortgage, you can look at a 15-year and essentially have the same payment. Dame, I just took a 4.25 under this exact same scenario. Mm-hmm. The payment is $1,229 a month. Uh, and the payment on a 15-year equivalent of that is $1,600 a month. Again, there's a little bit of there's a little bit of play there, but it can be worth it. Uh, but as we've just learned, this may not be realistic. It may not be realistic to go from a thirty to fifteen for you. And if it's not, that's okay because there are two other options we're going to explore for the rest of the show. We're going to explore uh, number one, just sticking with the thirty and paying extra, and then we're going to explore the hybrid solution, which is the twenty year mortgage. Dame, are you as excited about today as I am or is, are we just so in the weeds with the numbers here? No, no, no. I, I think this is uh, I think this is going to be a great show. Already is a great show. I think you're biased. Speaking of bias, I think you're biased. All right, Dame, so here's what we're going to do. Coming up after the break, we're going to say, all right, what happens if this guy just pays more? You know, people say, oh, I'll get a 30 and pay it like a 15. What does that mean? What is the impact? 
We're going to do all that next here on the Pete the Planner show. Uh, if you are in this situation and you actually want us to run through your scenario, go to callheymoney.com. That's callheymoney.com. Sign up for us to help you do that. It's 20 bucks a month. It's not bad. I'm Pete the Planner. This is the show. Back on the Pete the Planner show, Dame, during the break, uh, I asked you, some of these spreadsheets are, are, they're so complicated that we've created they confuse me because I created them a couple years ago and then I have to relearn what I'm trying to get to on the numbers. That's probably not a good spreadsheet. Well, imagine us trying to decipher that after not creating it and then trying to come back to it and figure out what you were trying to teach us. So that's what we're about to do right now. All right. So if you just joined us, we're talking mortgage refi. (laughs) A guy has a 3.75. He's five years into it. His bank said they will offer him a 2.8% uh, mortgage on a 15 year rate, which increases his payment by like 475 bucks. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at an example. I can't get his exact numbers into the system because I don't know how much he borrowed. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dame, what we're going to do here is we're going to, you know what? Maybe I can. Don't you love when I just do this? Yeah. You, well, you got some music to play underneath this. Uh, so we can be entertained while you tap away in a spreadsheet. I think that would be your job to do that. All right, so let's see, two hundred twenty thousand, maybe. Ooh, that's the wrong direction. Dave, you should be saying things right now. So exciting! I, you know, I, I'm just fascinated by listening to you fumble with a spreadsheet that you created, not understanding. You were listening uh, to spreadsheets on the radio, brought to you by HeyMoney.com. <laughs> hey, money. For okay, we're pretty close. We're going to go We're going to say he's a two hundred sixty-five thousand dollar loan. Okay. okay. Okay, so if this guy, we, we ideally he refinances the 15-year because it saves him a bunch of interest. But let's say he doesn't want to do that for a couple of reasons. Maybe, Dane, one of the reasons is because he doesn't have a lot of career stability and he's afraid that he's afraid his income or will go down or his job will go away. And so you don't want to lock yourself into a much higher mortgage payment because that's a lot of pressure, a lot of stress, and harder to cover when life happens, right? I mean, that's a sure. very common thing. Absolutely. So like a lot of people do, you say, I like flexibility and you say it like that. And so you would just keep the 30 year mortgage, but pay it like a 15. Okay. What does that mean? It means the 30 year payment is $1,227 a month. That's pretty much what this guy's paying with principal interest. I'm very Mm -hmm. confident in that. The 15 year payment uh, if he were to refi, is $1,696 a month for a difference of about $470. Yep. So what I'm suggesting he do in this scenario is that he just keeps his 30-year mortgage, but he pays it on that 15-year payment. Mm-hmm. Because if he does that, if he, if he instead of paying $1,200, he just pays $1,696 on this mortgage, he can essentially perform the same task by paying down his mortgage aggressively. In fact, he can pay it down in 16 years as opposed to 15 years and still have stability in if something goes wrong. What do you think about that option? I think there's a, a couple things. Uh, one, I mean, this method doesn't require any kind of you know time or money in closing costs, origination fees, or anything of appraisals, anything like that. So um, 
this approach from an efficiency standpoint is really good. Uh, besides, if you're going to roll all those costs forward into your loan as well, um, that 15-year mortgage uh, cost that we're calculating may increase even more. So, um, you know, doing it this way, the 30 with paying as a 15 might be a really, really reasonable option for Sean in this case. Uh, the one catch is that it's going to depend on you being consistent month in and month out to make sure that this all falls together the way it should. And that's the, that's the challenge, right? It's, it's, if people, let, let's say he gets going on this and this is his path and then it's too hard to do or, or nothing goes wrong. He just chooses not to put that extra $470 a month towards it, which often happens. Yep. Dame, I can't tell you the number of times, you know, we've given particular guidance to someone and then despite the fact that it's good guidance, they just choose not to do it. So if he does that, then this loan, which has 25 years left on it, gets stretched out even further, right? It, it gets stretched out closer to that 25-year mark as opposed to the 16 and change he can accomplish by paying the 15-year payment on a 30-year mortgage. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's uh, something that we're all going to have to deal with. I mean, if you're going to take this route of keeping your 30 but paying it like a 15, I would highly encourage folks to automate the the process as much as they can. So it's just out of sight, out of mind. Uh, you plug in the amount of money you're going to send to your mortgage company every month. And that's just it. You It will take an action for you to change that going forward instead of just sitting down and writing that check. Does anybody do that anymore? Just write a check every month? Are you making fun of me? Uh, maybe. Uh, I write a check for my mortgage payment every month. And, and you I take it, it in, and you take bank. it in, don't you? I like that. I, look, you've already made fun of me, I believe, for this in the past. And there is a giant long line of people who like to make fun of me for this. But I like to write a check. I like to take my kids with me. I like to go to the bank. And I like the process. And I know I'm not buying my home from the bank. I know that's not how it works. But that's how I like to think of it. And I like to think I'm making layaway payments and it will eventually be mine. Okay. But it's not layaway payments because I'm already living You're already it. using it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's actually just credit payments. It's just so Debt weird. Payment. You think it's weird that I do that? I mean, not if... Well, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. It's a 15-year mortgage, which means there's just... Uh, there's always a finite number of payments. 180 payments. I've made several of them. And I just keep checking away. And I love looking at the the payment receipt that's got my current balance. And then every month, I, I have a whole stack of these things. And I yeah. look at how much the balance is increasingly decreasing. Yeah, I will. I will give you an agreement on that. That is uh, that can be addicting. And plus, I'm teaching my kids like they have to actually make the payment. Like each one, every time I do it, they have to like, hey, we want to make our mortgage payment. So I'm like. It's really inefficient because the, the bank is like <laughs> 15 to 20 minutes from my house and it's just dumb. I'm an idiot. Okay. Now that we are on the same page, what's the next scenario? So Dame, the next scenario here is the 20 year mortgage, the most neglected yet loved when acknowledged mortgage that there is. And I think it's great for people who um, have a... 30-year mortgage that they're a few years into, but cannot afford to get all the way down to a 15-year mortgage. They look at the 20-year mortgage. Now, here's the challenge. Oftentimes, the 20-year mortgage rate 
can be the same as the 15-year mortgage rate, which can be a little bit confusing. Um, but in this circumstance, when I when I talked to my mortgage friend uh, over mortgage broker friend this week, their 20-year rate is the same as their 15-year rate. So instead of paying just under $1,700 to refinance, uh, $1,700 a month when they refinance, the payment goes to $1,355. So it really splits the difference. And it still shaves five years off the mortgage. What do you think about that technique, the old 20-year mortgage? That's compelling to me because it takes the human element out of it and you're still getting a ton of benefit from it. Um, gosh, I if I were in, in the right situation, a 20-year mortgage with that rate would make uh, a very, very big temptation for me to jump on that. Now, here's the other side of this. This is where this gets really weird. I also asked her what the 10-year mortgage rate was, and it happened to be at 2.75 as well. Hmm. Okay, so look, I'm into a 15-year mortgage. Uh, I'm about at the 10-year mark, but I was just curious. I was like, well, I wonder if I took it down. It doesn't make sense to me to stick around the exact same interest rate and just shave a year off because mm – -hmm of things like closing costs. Sure. So when you're when you're trying to look at your mortgage as a tool, you have to look at everything. Closing costs, your own human behavior, the total interest paid, whether you're going to move or not, how stable your job is, do you have an emergency fund, what's your retirement looking like? And in order to make that entire calculation, which is really complicated, just call us. <laughs> Go to callheymoney.com. That is what we do is we try to solve these problems for you. Wouldn't you rather know than guess? I think so. So go to callheymoney.com. Of course, you have the offer code radio for a 10% discount. Dame, I'll say this. I want everyone to consider refinancing right now, but I want them to go through this exercise. Absolutely. Coming up after the break. Sorry about that, buddy. It's coming up after the break. Biggest waste of money of the week and the news here on the Pete the Planner Show. This week's biggest waste of the money of the week right here on the Pete the Planner Show is, God, it's so good to have my voice back for me, <laughs> maybe not for others. Yeah. Hmm. It's the, uh, are you ready for this one? Yeah, it's yeah. a ship kite. A ship kite? Ship kite. Whether or not it ever sees the open skies, the ship kite is an intricate piece of artwork worthy of a spot of the office shelf. The four-tier kite is handcrafted by Balinese artisans and features ripstop nylon sails and locally sourced bamboo frame. If you choose to set sail, the ship is more than capable and flies best in strong winds. It's 34 inches wide and 36 inches tall, and it's $76. Dame, I am not exactly a trick kite enthusiast, but there's a park near my home in which a professional trick kite performer practices his craft. Mm. And Dame, these trick kites are intricate. They are fancy. And there are multiples. So he will have several kites in the air at once that are dancing along with each other in a choreographed way. But never once have I seen him fly a ship kite. And that's why I will not be purchasing the ship kite for $76. Dan, when's the last time you flew a kite 
and then found it tangled in a mess in a heap 30 seconds later uh would have been the last time i flew a kite would have been right a couple i mean it always happens and of course we get the cheap ones that you know you put together with you know plastic sticks on the backside and dora smiling at you on the front and uh she <laughs> you twice get, you, you get her laugh twice you get her up in the air and uh, shortly thereafter she just takes a header right smack into the ground and kids cry and everything's ruined it's it's not great maybe a ship kite would fix that though i don't know am i a bad parent that i choose not to do activities like that because i want to avoid the inevitable tears that come with it and i'm just like well things are fine now yes they're complaining that we're not going to fly the kite but it will inevitably end in chaos so i'm just avoiding i'm trading the current chaos for the future chaos that i want to avoid I don't know if that makes you a bad parent, but I mean, have you seen the guys that fly kites while they're surfing on the ocean? I have, but I just realized it doesn't make me a bad parent. It just makes me a dad. <laughs> <laughs> my, that's the difference between my wife and I. My wife will do things that she doesn't want to do because it's the right parenting move and then deal with the ramifications on the back end. Whereas a dad is generally just like, yeah, I'm just going to avoid all of this garbage. Yeah, why why teach our kids a li- important life lesson now about disappointment when we could just watch the game? We could just disappoint them ourselves and say right. no. Dame, I don't know if you saw the market this past few days. <laughs> just I won't even call it a nightmare. It's just sort of silly. I've just avoided the whole thing. I I, I dare dare since I say I don't care. <laughs> I was talking with somebody this week on the phone. And we were talking about account balances and whatnot. And I said, do you have any idea what you got? He goes, I don't know. Let me log in. I said, wait, wait, wait. Have you looked recently? (laughs) He goes, yeah, I checked last week. Or I checked checked just a couple days ago. I was like, okay, well, I I wanted to prepare you for the inevitable disappointment and shock you're about to see. He's like, no, I'm aware. So yeah, there's, there's been a little volatility in the markets. And there's been some weird side effects. Robinhood, which is a Silicon Valley startup trading app, experienced a system-wide outage as markets rebounded in heavy volume this past Monday. Dame, you know, I get it that organizations like Robinhood who have a free trading platform, uh, ideally to bring glee to younger traders and inexperienced uh, investors. But man, that's a tough lesson to learn that you can't make these decisions. Not that you should, not that you should be trading, but the idea that you can't, while good, is not good. No, I mean, that Robinhood isn't the only uh, company that's had issues with their system being shut down, whether that's on accident through heavy volume or potentially intentionally. Uh, to protect investors uh best interests i think is how one company might have phrased it absolutely but but this is and as right as that may have been or reasonable as that may have been you still got to give people the opportunity to make a bad decision it's their money damien it's an election year so you're going to hear lots of big bold statements about if so and so wins they're leaving the country well you and i have found the list of the best places to retire in a cheap, safe way. So I'm going to give that to you. Now, I like that this um, this article uh, brought to you by Investopedia 
adds the word safe because <laughs> there's a lot of cheap places to oh, live yeah. that you don't want to go. <laughs> Absolutely. It's sort of sad, but it's true. All right. Number one on the list. Have you looked at this yet? Uh, I glanced at you? it, but I tried not to pay attention to it. Okay. Well, that's how most people feel about this show. Mm. Uh, number one on the list on the global peace index, they rank three out of 163. And on the cost of living index, they have a 71.79. It's Austria. Ooh. The Global Peace Index rank, the whole idea of that makes me very sad and uncomfortable. Yeah, a little bit, doesn't it? It does. That feels gross to me. And I get it. I Look, I want safety. I live in a place that has a very uh, high ranking on the Peace Index, I mean, uh, not only in, as a country, but as a, as, as a city that I live in. Austria um, is beautiful, though, and, and was very peaceful. When I was there. Right, so number one is Austria. If you're fed up with so-and-so getting elected on whatever side, then you can go to Austria. Number two on the list with a 13 out of 163 in the Global Peace Index and a 72.08 cost of living index. It's Australia. I could do Australia. This, I, I love Australia. I've been there. It's very expensive. So I don't know what the heck they're talking about. And and you, you're a bigger guy than I am. You're taller. You look like a man. Um, Thank there's you. giant humans in Australia. Really? Giant. I, I have a pretty big hand. Like I can palm a basketball. I wear a men's extra small golf glove in Australian golf gloves. Really? Yes. Yeah. I'm not kidding that this is not a put on. This is true. Now I'm curious. Yeah, though. They're giants and it's, they're, it's great. They're just giant, beautiful people that are like, God, I, so you're telling Number me th- Paul Hogan was a giant is what you're telling me. I didn't say that, but he could have been. Number three on the list is the Czech Republic. Then fourth is Portugal. Then Slovenia. There is Spain, Malaysia, Chile. Chile? Am I wrong? I feel like there's like instability in Chile. That seems like it might be misplaced or I'm questioning their rating scale. While Chile scored well in the Global Peace Index, it is in a major earthquake zone. Hard pass, uh, Costa Rica, and Uruguay. Uruguay? I don't know. People say it different. Yeah, I got to find this Global Peace. I'm looking at it right now. Who's number one? Iceland. Oh, yeah. New Zealand. But isn't there... Portugal. Yeah. Austria. Denmark. There's your top five. You know, oh, number six. Our neighbors to the north, Canada. Oh, man. Well, that's the classic. People are like, so-and-so gets elected. I'm going to Canada. And they tweet it. And everyone's like, okay, see ya. <laughs> I will say this. We have a summer vacation that was sort of half planned to go to uh, the mountains in Canada. Yeah. And we're kind of putting it. I don't know if I've told you this. We're kind of putting it on hold until we see what happens with coronavirus. Because what we don't want to have happen is that somehow the borders get shut down and we can't get back in the country. Now, don't get me wrong. I would be in a very peaceful place, Canada, where a lot of nice people and Tim Hortons. But do you know what I mean? That's yeah. scary. I, the Dunn family just happens to have more vacations planned this year than any other year previously. So this is great timing on my part. Oh, Dunn. We my, are my both Dunn named family. Dunn. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, we have more vacations planned this year, too. I don't know why. And then, then business travel. I'm freaking out. Like I said a couple or last week, I'm going to Dallas in two weeks, and I am wigging out about being on a plane right now i'm very uncomfortable yeah all right everyone take care of yourself don't freak out about the market 
If you want to refi your mortgage, talk to us so we can at least see if it makes sense or not. Go to callheymoney.com. That's all we have time for. Send any good vibes because good vibes are all that we have in the budget. I'm Pete the Planner. This is the show. Mm-hmm.